in your Bible in Judges chapter 13. And we read again only verses 15 through 21. Taking up the story of Manoah and his wife and the birth of Samuel in this, sorry, birth of Samson in this chapter. Judges 13 and verse 15. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. For if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he, and you'll notice the word was in your King James Bible is in italics. The actual rendering of the wording here is for Manoah knew not that he, the angel of the Lord, giving of course a very specific title to him, not a mere description, but a title. For Manoah knew not that he, the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name, that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor? And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret. So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward the heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it, fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and his wife than Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. Turn with me again in your hymn book, please, before the message. Stand with me, please. Sing number 608. He gives the con 
quest to the weak supports the seeking heart and courage in the evil his heavenly empower mere human power shall last decay and youthful vigor see upon the Lord in strength shall still increase they with unwearied shall tread the path of life divine with growing ardor onward move with growing brightness shine on eagles wings they mount they soar their wings are faith and love till past the cloudy regions here they rise to heaven above thank you be seated Manoah arose. We have now for two Lord's Days opened our text here in Judges chapter 13 by fixing our attention on Mrs. Manoah, a title which I freely admitted to you was one that I had created myself. That study of Mrs. Manoah has profoundly laid heavy on my soul for reasons I do not know. I confess to you that most of the time when I use an outline for a message, and I do not always, But usually when I use an outline for a message, I don't make a lot of that. I don't make much of it in my own mind. And typically, to be very honest, by the next Lord's Day, I couldn't even tell you from memory what the points of my outline were. Some of you can. You're much better at things like that. I simply can't even remember the points. But I have not been able to dismiss that outline from my mind. Mrs. Manoah, alone in a field. In a field of labor. In a field of loss. In a field of logic. In a field of loyalty. The message has laid heavy on my heart. And I hope from that study that the hearts of our sisters have been drawn nearer to the Lord by this blessed woman's example. Drawn nearer in your walk with Christ prepared you to stand quite alone in a field. While I make no claim to have exhausted all that may be learned from this pious example of Manoah's wife. 
I will nevertheless move on in our considerations and look now at this godly man, Manoah. It is my belief that all that we may learn of him may all be summarily characterized under these two descriptive words spoken of him in verse 11. Manoah arose. Surely, great volumes of wealth may be gleaned from his life all under the title of those two simple words. If I could, my desire this morning would be to point our hearts for just a short while to some of the things to which this good man arose. Having received from his wife the glorious news of an angelic appearance signaling God's designs for deliverance to Israel, having heard her testimony concerning these matters, and having every confidence in the value of her spiritual perception, Manoah arose. Number one, he arose to prayer. <laughs> Verse 8a. Then Manoah entreated the Lord. He had heard, as I said, the testimony of his wife concerning the visitation from this angel of God they thought it to be at the time. And because he had every confidence in her and in her spiritual perception, he took it certainly on the face of the testimony. And the first and immediate thing to which he arose was the prayer. He entreated the Lord. Even just a cursory reading of our text shows us that upon hearing the testimony of his wife's experience, it impresses our hearts immediately with the obviously instinctive nature of Manoah's response here. There's every indication, I'm simply trying to say that just reading the text, there's every indication that his Response was typical, if you'd like. Typical of Manoah. Verse 8, Manoah entreated the Lord. Immediately, it was, I'm quite sure it was of habit. It was of his, of his habit to go to the Lord. He heard this news. He heard this glorious message. And if I could use the word again, almost instinctively, he turns and arises and applies himself to prayer. 
having heard of such a glorious, dare I say, shocking news. His heart flies as if by a long set habit. His heart flies to the throne of grace. Oh, surely, surely, this is a window in this text. Verse 8, this is a window into this man's soul and a glimpse into his well-formed nature. He hears this. He hears this message. And his immediate response is to get to the throne. To get to God. Manoah arose immediately to prayer. His heart entertains no thought of making plans. She shared with him the message. The angel said we're going to have a son. He's going to be the beginning of the deliverance for Israel. Oh, what all must a parent receiving such a message as this, what all must rush through their minds and what must we do to prepare There's so much, so much to be done, but his heart entertains no thought of making plans. His heart entertains no thought, no reflex of jubilation or carnal exaltation. He didn't say we need to have a festival. We need to have a party. We need to call our neighbors and tell them about it. No, no, no. None of these things. His only thought is to hear from God again. To hear from God again. He arose to prayer. Surely this gracious soul has well learned the lesson that was later penned by James Montgomery in 1850s when he penned these precious words, prayer is the Christian's vital breath, the Christian's native air. Oh, his watchword at the gate of death, he enters heaven with prayer. Surely it was his, in his nature, it was in his habit, it was formed in his character with such an announcement as this he arose immediately and his first move is to seek God seek God oh no doubt he shared that precious testimony of Charlotte Elliott <laughs> in 1870 when she penned these words, Lord, teach us how to pray aright with reverence and with fear. Though dust and ashes in thy sight, we may, we must draw near. We perish if we cease from prayer. Oh, grant us power to pray. And when we meet thee, we prepare, Lord. Meet us by the way. Give deep humility the sense of godly sorrow. Give a strong desiring confidence to hear thy voice and live. Christ is the only sacrifice that can for sin atone. Oh, build our hopes to fix our eyes on Christ, on Christ alone. 
patience to watch and wait and weep. Though mercy long delay, courage our fainting souls to keep and trust thee though thou slay. Give these and then thy will be done. Thus strengthened with all might, we through thy spirit and thy son shall pray and pray aright. Lord, teach us how to pray, right? With reverence and fear. Though dust and ashes in thy sight we may, we must draw near. Oh, blessed Manoah rose. Manoah rose. He arose first to prayer. Oh, the psalmist said in chapter 63 and verse 1, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in the day and thirsty land where no water is. Oh, the psalmist said, Lord, my soul is thirsting. I come to thee, early will I seek. Oh, can you see it this morning in this text? Can you see it this morning in this text? Manoah arose and he arose first to prayer. Oh, I could spend this entire message expanding on this one subject and many more subject, many more texts beside on this subject, the value the indispensability of prayer. Lord, teach us how to pray. How to pray right. Blessed Manoah. He can be described in these two words. Manoah arose. He arose first in verse 8 to prayer. He entreated the Lord. Secondly, this morning, he arose seeking light. Seeking clear instructions. Verse 8 again, And Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O oh Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us Teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. <laughs> oh, do you see his faith in this text? He said the child that shall be born had no question. He hadn't even received the message yet directly. Only through his wife. And he had no doubt of it. God would do it. <clears throat> but look at this. He needs light. He needs more light. He longs to understand better. Lord, teach me. Teach me. Send the man back. Teach me. Oh, Manoah arose seeking light. Here is a heart committed to receive 
divine instruction. Can I say that again? Here is a heart committed to receive divine instruction. Just this morning, the wife and I were talking along these lines. How many professing today will not receive instruction? They're not longing for it. They're not desiring that above everything else, above family, above friends, above status, above place in the world, above anything and everything else. Lord, just come and teach me. Teach me. Manoah rose seeking light. Oh, it is not the man. It is not to men that he turns. It is not to counselors that he turns when he receives this news. It is not to doctors that he turns. Great doctors of theology that he turns. It's not even to the priests of religion or to the sanctuary hirelings. It is to none of these that he turns. No, no, says Manoah. Oh, Lord, let the man of God come and teach us again. Teach us. Teach us. I need not to say to you that ours is a generation of professionals and experts. Even the church, so-called, has come to embrace specialists and therapists and cloak them all in biblical terms and titles, masking their fraud Oh, blessed Lord, deliver us from these degreed doctors of Christian psychology. No, my beloved brethren, what's needed again today are men like Manoah who will arise and go back to God's revelation, go back to God's word, go back to listening to God for their answers. Manoah rose. He arose seeking light. And he seeks it from the right place. He's at the throne of grace. Lord, teach me again. Oh, beloved, can I tell you this morning, you know it already, but can I just say it for you? Since it's my place to say it. Oh, <laughs> The unschooled plowman filled with the knowledge of God will outshine the scholastic in his wealth of senseless degrees. Oh, the pious washwoman full of God's holy word and schooled in the language of scripture will embarrass the pride of academic fools buried in the darkness of unholy ignorance. Oh, listen to me. One poor, deprived, 
tinker from Bedford will shame the posturing ethics of a thousand blind atheists and feed generations of godly souls with light. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll say it again, one tinker unschooled from Bedford, schooled only in the language of Scripture, will embarrass the pride of fools, shame the posturing antics of a thousand blind atheists, and feed the souls of generations of God. Well, I'm talking about being taught of God. I'm talking about being taught of God. Surely the inspired psalmist set us right when he said in 119 and 130, The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Hallelujah. Oh, Manoah arose. He arose seeking light. Lord, send the man of God back and teach us. Teach us. So what do we find in our text? But that our God always answers a cry for light. Look at verse 9. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of God came again. <laughs> Hallelujah. God always responds to a cry for light. None shall seek him in vain. Can I tell you the smallest cry from the smallest lamb even in a howling storm will receive his undivided attention. Yes, glory. One of my favorite passages, I won't go there because I would probably spend the rest of my little bit of time there. Genesis 21, you know the story. Genesis 21. The mother's cast out with the child out there into the wilderness. And they're going to die, they think. They're going to starve to death. And she went and sat her down over against a good way over, a good way off. As it were, bow shot. Or she said, let me not see the death of the child. She sat over against him, lifted up her voice and wept. God heard the voice of the lad. Isn't that precious? God heard the voice of that old child crying. I'm telling you, Manoah rose seeking light. God always listens to that. God always hears that. And he sent the angel again. Gonna give you just a side light here. 
don't miss this glorious sidelight here in the wording of our text in verse 9. Oh, it's beautiful. Listen to it. We might miss it on the first reading. God hearkened unto the voice of Manoah and the angel of the Lord came unto the woman as she sat in the field. God hearkened and God came. Oh, it didn't say God hearkened unto the voice of Manoah and sent. No, no. It's God hearkened to the voice of Noah and came. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you beginning to see? The one who's coming is the same one who's hearing. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed Manoah hasn't yet learned that at least, at least in verse 9 when we get to there in the story, poor Manoah, he hasn't yet realized, but this is none other than God himself in the person of Christ with whom he is dealing. He prayed, God, send him again. <laughs> But it was he who came. The one he's talking to is the same one that came. He'll come again. Oh, hallelujah. The blessed wording in this inspired Bible. And God hearkened and came. Same one that's hearkening is the same one that's coming. You see that in the text. We, in the light of a completed revelation, we know that it is none other than God with us. When we see this angel of the Lord, it is none other than our elder brother. It is none other than our joint heir. It is none other than our Emmanuel, God with us. It's the one and the same. When I'm crying out, the same one that's hearing is the one that came. God. This Emmanuel is our mediator. He is our advocate with the Father. He is our high priest who bears our names on his breastplate, he who hears is the same that comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right in the wording of verse 9. Manoah cried to the Lord in verse 8 and said, Send the man again. Verse 9, He heard and he came. Hallelujah. And he asked him later, are you the same one? He said, I'm the same one. I'm the same one again. It's me. Bless his holy name. The same one. His hearkening is the same one. It's coming. But now notice with me, yet another sidelight in this plea for more light. And instruction. 
Let me just say another word about this matter of seeking light. Later on in verse 17, Manoah asks more. Verse 17, Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? He's still asking for light, isn't he? He's still asking questions. What is thy name? That when thou thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. So later on in verse 17, he's asking for more light. But here, Manoah gets, he gets an answer, but not without something of a rebuke. Verse 18, And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name? Seeing it is secret. <laughs> Here's your sidelight for you. Manoah gets an answer, but not without something of a rebuke. Here, curiosity and uncertainty fueled by his own plans ask more than revelation has offered. All the light received up to this point has been offered, given. But now he's asking out of curiosity for the sake of his own plans. Oh, he says, so when this thing comes to pass, we want to do the honor. Curiosity, I said, fueled by his own plans, asks more than revelation has offered. Matthew Henry has given us a word of warning here. He said, the things that Manoah had asked for instruction in his duty, he was readily told, verse 12 and 13. But what he asked to gratify his curiosity, he was denied. God has in his word given us full directions concerning our duty, but never designed to answer all the inquiries of a speculative mind. We must therefore never indulge in vain curiosity in our inquiries concerning these things. And he quotes another who said, to be willingly ignorant of those things which our great master refuses to teach us is to be at one and the same time ignorant and wise. I'll say it again. To be willingly ignorant of those things which our great master refuses to teach us is to be at one and the same time ignorant and wise. <laughs> I have it written somewhere in my Bible. Quote, reason is never more reasonable 
than when it ceases to reason about things that are not reasonable. <laughs> oh, God has given us a completed revelation. Everything we should ever know to complete our salvation He's revealed. And anything he hasn't, we dare not speculate nor inquire. Why do you ask my name? No. But now I hasten on to point us now to this next truth from our text. Manoah arose to the occasion of trust in his wife. An opportunity presented itself for him to display his trust in his wife and he did not miss the opportunity. He arose to the opportunity to trust in his wife. She comes in haste to him, no doubt breathless, to report to him of a visitation from an angel of God in verse 6. And next, he commits himself to prayer, seeking God in great earnest and desperation. And then, apparently he leaves her to her duties and returns to his own. He saw the Lord. And with every confidence, every confidence in her testimony, The story unfolds. She's gone back to the field. And he's gone back to work. <laughs> he commits himself to prayer and seeking God. And then he leaves her to her duties and returns to his own. There's no sign here of him crowding her or overshadowing her or tending to her like a child. He trusts her and waits on God to do what he will. Hallelujah. Oh, how like the testimony of that good man spoken of in Proverbs 31 and verse 12. His heart doth safely trust in her. Amen. His heart to safely trust in her. He sought the Lord and he's left it to the Lord. He will deal with his wife. He's prepared to hear what the Lord would say. I'm telling you, a Manoah arose to the occasion to show trust in his wife. He doth safely trust in her. Such is his confidence in her that there is no plan or desire to restrict or even monitor her doings. Manoah trusts her and waits on God. Amen. 
Oh, what a confidence. What a confidence. He doesn't miss this occasion. He rises to the occasion to demonstrate his confidence in her. But now, quickly, can I give you thirdly, Manoah arose in haste. Manoah arose in haste. What a great picture is here portrayed. For sake of time, we'll take it up on next week. Stand with me if you will, please. Sing with me again. Number 607 in your hymnal. Standing, please. Number 607. Oh. 